sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. It's Labor Day weekend. Have you ever wondered, though, why we celebrate the thing that most of us are trying to avoid? And relatedly, did you know that the church actually has something to say about labor, about work? That's what we're going to be talking about today on, on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of work, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio once more by Renee Kranz. Hi, Renee. Hi, Chris. Um, briefly, would you mind introducing yourself to the audience? Sure. Uh, Renee Kranz, uh, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, married to Ryan for 19 years, uh, Packers fan. Oh, yeah. It's that time of the <laughs> Very year Very excited about football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, great. So moving on. Uh, <laughs> Before we get into today's topic, this is this is kind of going back to why do we celebrate Labor Day, I, Renee? I, yeah, I've always wondered that because really, if we could celebrate Labor Day with an entire week off, that'd be way better. <laughs> why? Why do we? Why? Right? Why? Why is there a holiday called Labor Day? I don't know. It's weird. Don't you wonder about oh, sure. this ever? I know. I just don't feel like answering you. <laughs> I bring you on the show to answer her. I'm kind of feeling ornery at the moment. You are. Like you're just gonna sit um, there like bump on a log and I don't know. Why yeah. do we celebrate labor? Because <clears throat> labor is a good thing. Then why do we try to avoid it? Because it's also Sometimes drudgery, <laughs> like right now. <laughs> wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Why is it a good thing? Um, hmm. Because it helps us grow. And <laughs> I'm going to sound like a five-year-old and help people. <laughs> and, and, because, and make money. And I like yeah, money because I like to buy things. I'm in a weird mood at the moment. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a very weird different last week's episode. <laughs> Let me get it together. Uh, don't, maybe don't ask me a question here for a few minutes and see what you can okay, do. Okay, <laughs> that's good. So I guess we're going to go monologue today, folks. It's been good to have you on the show, you Renee. have it all written right here. I don't have it all written right So uh, 40 years ago, next month, uh, September, it was actually September 14th, 19... 70-something. 40 years ago. 40? I'm 40. I don't know. 82? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be... So I'm really tempted, folks. We're, 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 stay with us, folks. We're not going to start the show over. We're too far in. <laughs> 2021 minus 40 is 1981. Not 70 something, not 82, <laughs> but you did, you and I talked uh, today actually as a recording about how math is not your thing. It is not It my really thing. isn't, is it? It really isn't. So, my husband can attest to that. Ryan's like, are you serious, <laughs> Renee? Serious? I guarantee you are, as are we're you watching watch this, he's looking yeah. at me like, 
Who the, are you? The, oh, no, he knows. <laughs> yes, he knows that this is just par for the course. <laughs> September 14th, 1981, the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. Oh, actually. never heard of that one. Do we do that anymore? The Feast of the Triumph of the yeah, Cross? Yeah, every okay. year on September 14th. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So maybe we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> on that date, 1981, John Paul II came out with one of his uh, early, not the first encyclical letter. What's an encyclical letter? Oh, why? Because you're the audience um, and people are like, oh, what is an, It's a letter written by the Pope that is... Usually, it's some sort of teaching. Yeah, it's 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 a te- a doctrinal, a teaching yeah. document on something or other. Right. Some some teaching of the church that the Pope thinks we should talk more about. Uh, so it this doesn't one, create doctrine, right? No, no, no. Right. It clarifies, it's explains, yeah. understands, yeah. Uh, teaches, so we can understand more. He released one called Laborum Exertions on the value and dignity of human labor work. So I love the fact now, listen, I'm pretty sure, well, maybe somebody told JP to, hey, guess what? September is when Americans celebrate Labor Day. So this is going to be perfect. Maybe I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt um, it. But he released, so 40 years ago, in the month in which we celebrate traditionally, yes. I just see that the year 1981 is on the sheet, and I couldn't it, it even come up with it. It is on the sheet. <laughs> As is the time in which the show ends, unlike last week's episode. But that's another story. <laughs> Uh, it's been a struggle. So <laughs> he released this encyclical. And what I want to do, Renee, um, is look at a little bit from the beginning of Laborum Exertions after we look at a slightly more authoritative document. The Bible. The Bible. Thank you for saying that for the people who are listening. <laughs> Don't just stare just at it. Holding it up. Uh, Genesis chapter 2. What happens in Genesis 2, Renee? Uh, probably some sort of creation. <laughs> There's some sort of creation. <laughs> the second creation account where God creates a man from the dust of the earth yes. and woman from the, the, side, of the side of the man. Very good. Uh, and then we read, this is chapter 2. Verse eight and nine, verses eight and nine. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. This this is before the creation of Eve, actually, in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Um, And out out of the ground, sorry, out of the ground, the Lord made to grow every tree that is pleasant in the sight of, in the pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of death. But I want to fast forward to another verse where Adam's, oh, here we go. This is verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to till it and keep it. Mm-hmm. To, so God puts Adam, take, puts the man in the garden to till it and keep it. Adam has chores. Mm-hmm. He does. He's got chores. I wonder chores. if he got gold stars. Now, is this before or after the fall? Before. Before the fall. Yeah. Adam is given responsibility with regard to the earth before the fall. Can I ask a question about that? Yes. Was work drudgery then before the fall? Thank you for anticipating. (laughs) After the fall, chapter 3, verse 17, 
To Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. That was the mistake. <laughs> Always <have> is. <laughs> and have eaten of the tree of which I commend you, shall, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil shall you eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles, it, that's the earth, the ground. The thorns and thistles it shall bring forth to you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, you were dust, and to dust you shall return. Drudgery comes because of sin. Mm. But the thing I want to emphasize here is that work is part of man's primordial, from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. vocation. Okay, He's called to till and keep the garden. Now there's significance to that that I'm going to get to in a minute in terms of what the words also refer to. Uh, but, but for the purposes of talking about labor and labor day, I think it's important for us to recognize that God created humanity, man and woman, and gave them the task of caring for creation mm-hmm. and creating. So we are called to be co-creators with God of creation. We are God, the stewards of creation. We are, we've been delegated responsibility by our God to till and keep all of creation. Mm-hmm. Now, Pope Francis lately has talked about how it's because of this, because we're stewards, that means it's not ours, it's God's. Right. So you care for it knowing it's somebody else's property, not right. your own. So we have to we have to care for, we have to be good stewards of creation. But here um, what John Paul II, I think, is what he is emphasizing, what, what I want to emphasize for the sake of this, this episode of Ignition, is the truth that work, creating in that way, work uh, is part of our deepest identity as human beings. Okay. We don't work just to pay the bills. To work is part of what it means to be human. Now, as I say that, some of us are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is what... Not work as drudgery. Right. That's because of sin. But the idea of creating something, whether it's something with your mind or with your hands, this goes back to my primordial call because what did we read about Adam and Eve and their identity um, in in the first creation account? Do you remember? God created them, um, male and female created them, and he set, He created us in his, his image. image and likeness. Mm-hmm. What is God, as we're told in chapters one and two of Genesis? These are the what accounts, did you say? It's, it's the, the creation. So he is the, the creator. He's the creator. Work is a means by which we are fulfilling our identity as okay. creatures made in God's image and likeness. We are mimicking the creator mm-hmm. when we work. Why? Because again, whether with our hands or with our minds or some other way, we are creating. He is the creator. Mm-hmm. We are participation, participating in his work of creation by means of our work. And so this might be not only our job work, but also our work around the house, our gardening work, our cleaning the house work. Well, it's all, it's all ways in which we are yes we're 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 um, co-creators with God. Mm-hmm. We're, what did God? Uh oh. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form, meaning 
Meaning? What does that mean? If there's no form, there form there's no structure. If there's no structure, there's apparently no meaning. Chaos. Chaos. Okay. Now oh, that doesn't mean there's okay, literally sure. there was nothing, but uh, before God created, there was nothing but God. Right. But I, I think it's worth recognizing here that God brings cre- creation is bringing order out of ultimately nothing, and then order out of chaos. So. <laughs> When we clean our houses, what are we doing? We're making order out of chaos. We're making order out of chaos. (laughs) At least in my house, we are. And in that way, we are in a teeny tiny little way replicating replicating God's great work of creation at the beginning of time. And the great work that he continues to do. Because God continues to bring form out of the void. Structure out of chaos. You just made me feel slightly better about cleaning my house. Because, because every, <laughs> why, why? First of all, why, why did I make because you feel better? Because I feel like, Hey, God cares about this. Because every, this goes back a few episodes <laughs> because everything has meaning. Yeah. Remember we talked about the meaning yeah. episode. You thought it was a train wreck. My dad was like, I didn't get anything out of that episode, but I loved it. But watch it anyway, people. <laughs> Rewatch it anyway. As you can tell, if you're watching it, I'm kind of excited about what we talked about then and how it applies today. House cleaning has meaning and purpose. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're mimicking in teensy weensy little way, God's great work of creation. Right. We're bringing order out of chaos. And so to bring that to a, to another level, the um, janitor at a school might seem like that's kind of a, maybe not the most desirable job. Some people really enjoy that stuff. Right, right. But that too, cleaning the house, cleaning the school. Yeah. Yeah. Cleaning the rest, cleaning the restaurant, whatever it might be. Yes. When after you're done with your shift servers, which I used to be one and having to clean your tables. Yep. And you're bringing yes. order out of chaos apart yeah. from the, like you're serving other people, yes. like, but at a, at a deeper level and well, serving other people is a very important yes. thing too. Uh, so there are multiple layers of depth right? that the most mundane tasks mm-hmm. can entail. Yeah. So, so we really shouldn't feel bad about any kind of work we do. No, whether it, it's exactly. at home or our work work or whatever. I'm going to try to remember that. <laughs> so we're, we're talking more about this in just a moment, but if you're just tuning in, you're listening to or watching Ignition, uh, what is this? This is a broadcast of the new evangelization, and I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. <laughs> he seems like that's a question. And you are... <laughs> Renee Grant. Oh, yeah. And we're talking today about... Uh, labor. You had to look at the paper. I did. Seriously. I forgot already. We're- <laughs> We're talking about work. And you were just like, oh my gosh. Very excited about it. We were very excited about it. 10 second Tom. What? 10 second Tom. 10 second Tom. 10 second Tom. Was he in the room? He was. Okay. I don't want to waste all your time. All right. We don't have time to talk about 10 second Tom. Short memory. Short memory. Okay. So, so this is the con. So Genesis chapter one and well, one and two show us how we are created in God's image and likeness. He put us in Adam in the garden before the fall to till the soil and to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the the smallest things that we do, we're bringing order of chaos. We're imitating our God, mm-hmm. our Father, our Creator in in so doing. Last thing I want to say before we turn to JP two, um, going from Genesis to JP two. 
to till the earth and keep it. That actually the, the words there, uh, the Hebrew words till and to keep are the same words that are used to describe the ministry of the priests, which we read about later in the Bible, in the Jerusalem temple. Oh. So the words in Genesis chapter 2 have a priestly connotation to them. Okay. Hmm. What does that mean? Then we must take part in Jesus's priesthood so, somehow. So, what so not only excited. when you're when you're doing the dishes, when you're wiping down tables at the restaurant, when you're tidying up the house, we're participating in we're mimicking God's work of creation. And it's a priestly offering. Okay. It's a priestly offer. When, when we till what Adam did in the garden, caring for creation, was a priestly thing. What do priests do? What makes a priest a priest? Uh, they offer sacrifice. They offer sacrifice. When you and I are doing the most mundane task, we're bringing order out of chaos. Mm-hmm. We're mimicking God as the great. As the creator. And we're doing a priestly work. We're offering a sacrifice to God. Hmm. We can, and this is a phrase that you don't have to talk about, hmm. we can offer it up. Yeah. So the most mundane thing, which maybe is not like drudgery, maybe it's mind numbingly boring, <laughs> can be, first of all, co creation, co creator with God. Secondly, a priestly offering we make in Jesus Christ because we're baptized to God Mm -hmm. for the salvation of the world. I like it. Everything you do, the most mundane, and, and, and there, I'm sure Renee, if you guys, if you and I thought about hard enough, there's probably something, something that just would, and even our jobs here Mm -hmm. at the diocese, maybe, (sighs) yes, maybe for you, it's being on ignition. I don't know. (laughs) That's what bills is. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what, Renee? You can offer it up and recognize that you are working to create structure out of chaos. I think I do. Form I think I create chaos while I'm here. Maybe that might be. I'm trying to do that. Yes. But 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 it is co-creation with God and a priestly sacrifice. Okay. Everything we do. Okay. JP like two. It. All right. All right. So this is how Laborum Exertions, this again encyclical letter, teaching document on work begins. Through work, man must earn his daily bread. So I'm going to read through. It's a long paragraph. I'm going to read it, but then comment. Must earn his daily bread and contribute to the continual advance of science and technology. And above all, to elevate unceasingly the cultural and moral level of the society within which he lives in community with those who belong to the same family. Okay, that's the first sentence. And it's packed. Uh, I want to just talk about a couple things. So the point of when in our work, we are able to elevate unceasingly the cultural and moral level of the society in which we live. Okay. Now you and I could probably, we, I, I hope you could, I can like, okay. I can kind of see how hopefully in my work, yeah. As director of discipleship formation for the Diocese of Sioux Falls, I am elevating the cultural and moral level of society. Hopefully, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the 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 formally speaking, the last job that I have, I helped um, in um, house title 
home title oh, sure. execution, mm-hmm. like the background, mm-hmm. like loan processing, right. not, not the loans, but the title right. processing. I'm trying to fit that. What in was there. your last job, Renee? <laughs> uh, I worked as an administrative assistant for a um, accounting firm. I helped process <laughs> home <Accounting> titles, numbers. <laughs> you, no comment. <laughs> you, you were an administrative assistant for an accounting firm. <clears throat> yeah. To elevate unceasingly the cultural and moral level of the society in which we live. Really, JP two. And he would say back to us, really, Bergwald, really, Kranz. Okay, going on. To do so with, the, with those who belong to the same family. And work means any activity by man, whether manual or intellectual, with your, with your hands or with your mind, whatever its nature or circumstances. It means, any, it means any human activity that can and must be recognized as work in the midst of the many activities of which man is capable and to which he is predisposed predisposed by his pre sorry predisposed I'm like this is not right predisposed <laughs> by his very nature by the virtue of humanity himself man is made to be in the visible is in the visible universe an image and likeness of god himself and he is placed in it in order to subdue the earth that's from genesis 1 which mm-hmm. i didn't from the beginning therefore he is called to work Work is one of the characteristics that distinguish man from the rest of creatures whose activity for sustaining their lives cannot be called work. So I'm going to pause there because I'm going to explain why. Why do you... So what he just said was um, dolphins, dogs... Let's use a good one. Beavers. Beavers. Building dams. Don't work. Mm Mm-hmm. They have activities, if you will. They're they're doing stuff, but in the biblical sense, the theological sense, they don't do work. Only man and woman, only humanity does work. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, don't look, because he's well, going to say think, why. I would say it's because like animals do activities to survive only. Where we are, a lot of the work we do has nothing to do with whether or not we survive. <laughs> right, right, right. It's Just for more. Nothing to do with that. So, so I'm going to go on and see what he says and then we'll comment. Only man is capable of work and only man works at the same time by work occupying his existence on, on earth. Thus, work bears a particular mark of man and of humanity. The mark of a person operating within a community of persons. And this mark decides its interior characteristics. In a sense, it constitutes its very nature. So work goes to the heart of what it means to be human. And we, are, we actually have already anticipated what he'll say. And we're not gonna, definitely not going to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one more paragraph later on that we're going to read. Um, Work identified only human beings can do work because human beings alone are created in image and likeness of God, God, and we alone by intention. So what is a person? A person is a being with intellect and free will. We alone among all the, all the creatures, which do amazing things, which do amazing things. We alone are capable of creating order out of chaos. Right. 
we alone are capable of offering as as a sacrifice, a priestly sacrifice, the work of our hands and the work of our minds. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So as you think that, what does that say to you? What what is it? What is it? How does it strike you right now? I, I, if we have time, I want to talk about another paragraph, but we have a few minutes left, so I don't know how this strikes you right now. So, so what you're saying is like animals are working on instinct, yes, rather than I, I said something about survival, but it's on instinct where we're not working on instinct. We are choosing. We're using our free will to choose to yes. do things. Yes. So the beaver. Yeah. Like how do you, bees? Right. Like, how the heck do they do it? It's purely by instinct. Right. There is no rational deliberation. There is no intentional choice. They just do that the way that you and I... The, the bees build beehives. Beavers build dams the same way that you and I beat our hearts. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not consciously heart, choosing yes. <laughs> to beat my heart. Right. It does it on its own. Right. They do it just... That's just what my heart beats. Beavers build dams. Right. Uh, my eyes blink. <laughs> uh, bees build beehives. Right. We alone by choice. To, okay, real quickly to wrap this up. He goes on. Work is one of those aspects, a perennial and fundamental one. One that's always relevant and constantly demands renewed attention to save witness. When I skip ahead. Because fresh questions and problems are always arising, there are always fresh hopes, but also fresh fears and threats connected with the basic dimensions of human existence. Man's life is built up every day from work. From work, it derives its specific dignity. But at the same time, work contains the unceasing measure of human toil and suffering. And also the harm and injustice which penetrates deeply into man deeply into social life within individual nations and on the international level. While it is true that man eats the bread produced by the work of his hands, it is also a perennial truth that he eats this bread by the sweat of his face. And so he goes on from there. The point that he makes in this paragraph is that he's acknowledging that work is hard. And sometimes man is reduced to his work. And this is just what I want to talk about in the, the minute and a half we have left. Work is part of our identity, but man is more than just a worker. Right. So John Pulaski was writing this in nineteen again nineteen eighty one when when communism was still mm -hmm. real. But huh, what goes around comes around. Today we're seeing a resurgence of communism and socialism, mm -hmm. and and the problem from a theological perspective uh, is that communism socialism reduce humanity. Uh, in their case, to simply being workers. Workers in a cog. Workers in a cog. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and what John Paul II is saying is work is, is we're, what, what work does or what work shows is the fact that we are created in the image and likeness of God. We're more than just workers. Yes, work is part of our identity and dignity, but it shows that we're created by God. Yes. So I think in our own time, this will be, you know, we just read a little bit from this document, but it might be a good one for those of us who really want to dig into this sort of thing. A good document, Laborum Exercens by St. John Paul II, The Dignity, the Value of Human Work, will be a good one for folks to read, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I should read it. It seems interesting. Yeah. So I think folks, uh, it, well, Brene and folks, um, just to think as we're celebrating Labor Day, work is a gift from God that he's given to us and a great task that he's called us to. Yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks for being here, Renee. Thank and you. that will wrap, wrap, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, folks, if you have any ideas, questions, or future episodes, please contact us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. And until next time, may God bless you. <laughs>